Thank you so much for listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and today we are going to talk about missing and murdered indigenous women, especially here in southwest Oklahoma. Today, our guests are Fonsa Toke and Amanda Hill, and of course, with me is the other Damon Indian, Thomas Ware III. Hello, ladies. Good afternoon. Hello, how are you? Let's talk about the new chapter that you ladies have organized. Well, beginning of the year, right before COVID happened, I was approached by the Southwest chapter president, Genevieve Hadley, concerning the Kiowa missing and murdered indigenous people. So after prayer and talking with Amanda and, of course, um, my parents and a few other uh, family members, we decided to go ahead and follow through with creating a chapter. For ours, we wanted to be missing and murdered indigenous people. We want to include our men uh, as well as our women and girls and our young, our young boys who go missing and murdered. How long has your chapter been uh, active? As of April 2020, so brand new. And how did how do you organize your your local chapters, and how does how do you how does that play into the new state chapter? Right. Yes, uh, we do fall under the state chapter, which the president there is Carmen Thompson. Uh, everybody does it differently. There are tribes. Us, we, of course, we're going by our tribe. There are districts. There are areas. Uh, everyone just separates themselves at their own discrepancy. So will there be other chapters organized um, in the in the area? Because I know that there's like a Southwest chapter and and yours is the Kiowa chapter, right? Correct. And so are the I, do the Wichita's have a chapter? I think Riverside has a chapter. And so how are all of these local chapters able to. I guess, work not only work together, but share those local resources? Well, uh, believe it or not, we actually stay in daily contact with each other, almost hourly. Uh, it's hard to keep up at times. We're in different message groups for different uh, people's situations, different, different families, but we all interact with one another. We're all on a first-name basis. We have virtual meetings. We, we, there's constant interaction with all chapters, and we don't set boundaries. We do say Kiowa because that's who we're representing in our area and that's who we were asked to represent from, uh, like I said, Geneva Halley, who predominantly does Comanche. And she was getting um, a lot of names given to her. So one thing led to another, you know, led to the next, led to the next, and this is where we are now. And I think that's the same with a lot of these chapters that are starting up is that as a need basis whenever it comes down to your communities or your tribal you know areas so they're springing up they don't and oftentimes when they have need you know we have chapters that that start up but maybe they lose support and so they might you know come together and form you know a, a unified chapter and and go from there but it's just all i think more along the lines of that need and that support in that area Let's let's talk about combining chapters and and things like that. How does when does that you say you don't have boundaries and then we we combine chapters? How does how does all of that 
uh, contribute to the larger goal of actually looking for and finding these missing and murdered indigenous people. Because if, if there's, if it gets too, too uh, fractured, it might, it, it, there might be a lot of people who I think that's the reason. cases. You know what I mean? Cases that get that that fall through the cracks. Well, they are all falling through the cracks. That's that's the, that's the need for this this whole you know movement. But I think the combining of the chapters is just to keep that network flowing to not have that broken chain. You know, if we see an area where we're losing support and they come together, I mean, it's just it's just keeping that line of communication and and that support going. Initially, in the beginning, it's everyone is notified, and then specific people are named to do specific things because that's their area. Uh, we, It's not just the MMIW people that you see on Facebook or whatnot. We have behind-the-scenes people. We have private investigators. We have boots on the ground. We have, I mean, within... Within hours, we can pinpoint location. I've seen it done, and and it's it's almost amazing and brilliant how it happens so quickly. But that's only because of communication widespread the way that it is. And so, do you know off the top of your head how many chapters MMIW chapters there are in Oklahoma? Because I know that there are a lot that are organizing because there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. I can't give you an exact number because there are some that were that aren't anymore or that we haven't heard of, heard of before or just disbanded and joined another group but it's the same people and i mean we know each other we see each other at the women at the women's march we see each other at you know different um meetings and organizations of course you know pre covid but then even now we still are in constant contact and this is with people that are involved with legislator government and people that you know, are, are involved in all aspects, not just what you see. Let's talk about how you organize your registry, because that seems like it would be a really daunting task because there are so many. And because these groups are so new, I mean, there's families that go back decades for their missing and murdered family, family members. And so how do you start? There's a huge lack of database, period, across the nation. I mean, where do we look at, you know, whatever, whatever tribe you're looking at or just native in general. And that's something that we were discussing we would like to, um, that, that's one of our goals also, is to kind of reach out to our Kiowa families and, you know, and have them reach out to us with their stories because, you know, we, we don't have a database. We don't have a, a list of, a, a current list. Even, like, on a national level, you're looking at a couple of years, you're looking at 2018 for for that for that number. Then that's a couple of years ago. I mean, that's, that, there's, there's a huge difference in, you know, in between the numbers then and now. And there, there's no separation. It's just native. There's not by tribe, by area. There's, there's like I said, there's, there's a huge lack in that. Let's talk about how somebody, how a family, how a Kiowa family or, or any native family would get, be able to get a hold of you to bring that case to, to bring their individual case to light. How would they, how would they get on your radar to say, hey, this is what we're experiencing now? Right now, we're working on our Facebook page, a section called I Still Have a Story to Tell, uh, specifying on each individual, and that's with permission from the family and with information from the family and friends and with what we know of our own. So uh, this last one that we did this past week was Lena Bohe, who you know a lot of us knew personally, 
So that and that that worked out really well. I got a lot of positive feedback from her brothers. Um, so and I know we want to do more things in the future for the rest of our families. But if you want to reach out to us to let us know, go to our Facebook page, MMIP Kiowa Chapter. You can message us. You can um, also email us at mmip.kiowa.chapter at gmail.com. And so let's talk a little bit about how COVID has really um it's exacerbated everything because it 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 stalls momentum in cases like this the momentum is everything and so once covid hit how have have you started to since since you've been uh organized since april how have you been able to kind of pull that together so now that now that we're allowed to get out a little bit how are you starting uh you know kind of hitting the ground running with with your cases for your new chapter one thing that we wanted to do going into this is doing things in a good way, in the right way, the way that we were taught. So we're not rushing into anything. Everything is going to be done with time, grace, and, you know, with with prayer. So one thing at a time. And right now we do have several things lined up. We have several things in the future that we're excited that we're not going to announce until everything's, you know, final and uh but we are working. I promise you that. Uh, if you know Amanda and I, you know we're going to get it done. So just be prepared. Right now, it seems slow because of the COVID, of course. But it, it affected a lot of things. You know, we're not being able to gather, like you said, losing momentum, losing that that initial launch time because COVID hit like right when we were we were launching our chapters. So, but in the meantime, we've um, still you know continued to work and you know. Bond's done a lot of our groundwork for our nonprofit, and we're looking forward to, you know, more collaborations with our chapters. Yesterday, we had a, a on-the-ground kind of experience, and which was my first time actually doing field work, and and it was quite a, it was quite inspiring for me. I didn't really know the the extent of of all of that part of this movement, and to see the ladies, you know, and and going around and and handing out flyers and talking to the local people and to the local, you know, that it, it was, I, I saw the, the passion and the, the need for it because who else is looking for these women? And you can't help but have that thought in your head. Like is, if something was to happen to me, if I was to go missing, I would like to think that there would be someone out there doing these things for me. So... That's an absolute, and and I think that's something that all Indian women think about because there's a disbelief among law enforcement. Those initial officers that you report to, you call 911 and they send this patrol officer out who may not like Indians, who may not care about women, who may X, Y, Z, all of these things. And if that law enforcement officer does not believe you or writes it off as, oh, well, she probably just left her family of four kids and, you know, it, it and went, there's another way right there where COVID is also, you know, in, interfering in, in that. And I'm, I'm afraid our numbers when in the missing and murdered are going to, you know, accelerate. Because are they really going to be getting out there and, and asking these questions of, of these? Sometimes you have to put yourselves in not the not the healthiest of environments to, to ask these questions or to, to look for these people. To, and I just don't trust the law enforcement in, in our area to be doing those things and... 
to take it seriously. Yes. And and that loses valuable time. That loses such valuable time. I mean, there's a reason why they have a show called First 48 cuz that's the most that's those are your your best that's the best time to ask those questions. And so let me ask you about volunteering with your group and the kinds of things that you will do during um, this I say this lapse in COVID because everybody's expecting a second wave. And so how are you going to make sure that you lay that foundation to be able to continue this work now that you, we kind of know how to deal with COVID and kind of know how to work around it, kind of know how to work from home. How are you guys going to make sure that you can continue this work? Should we have another COVID shutdown or, you know, something like that? I think with, um, us beginning right now, we're concentrating on building our database. We're concentrating on locating these families and these stories and, and learning what we can about the cases and and gathering what information we can at this time to, to be able to, you know, have that accessible, have a place where, you know, if someone's researching Kiowa's, like, we have it right here. Here's, here's your information. You don't have to go to all of these varying sites and dig around and try to, you know, try to find for yourself because... We we both like in, in doing our own research, you know, realized the how difficult it was to to find accurate information, current accurate information, and that's that's what we're going to be working on right now during COVID when we can't be out and about, literally hitting the ground running. Well, we're going to be you know working on the things that we can. Let's talk about some of the events. Uh, I know that you said that you have some things in the works, but let's talk about the types of events that you're going to have and the types of events that maybe people can consider uh, when, when they're trying to organize these things for MMIW, MMIP uh, issues. I don't, as far as events, us hosting, none of that has really um, came into the conversation yet. Uh, we are blessed to have we're blessed to have people who want to help before we even got started. We were having people ask to buy T-shirts to help support us before we even got started. So you know, we we've we've got donations, we've got money coming in. So we're able to, um, you know, get our T-shirts designed, purchase our own T-shirts, use that for sales, you know, start start putting money toward our nonprofit as far as building it up for when we can go out and do more of those things. And when we do, whenever the second wave, you know, comes and goes or doesn't come at all, when we're able to go outside, one thing we want to start doing is memorial walks. We do want to uh, get with the Kiowa tribe about a few things as well as um, – some sort of place to go for prayer for those we have lost. Um, just Amanda can elaborate some more on that. We were we want a place like um to like we we're talking about you know for our families to go and and where our missing and murdered um, individuals will be remembered and maybe looking into like we're our our nonprofit right now we're work, working on getting funded for a like a um, a digital monitor for such displays, like for pictures, for stories, individual family stories, and just to kind of keep their names being spoken, have their stories being remembered and what, you know, and for that. 
Do you are you going to try to get some kind of war room at the complex or at one of the one of the tribal facilities that, you know, you can hang your posters like you can. You know what I mean? That that place that everybody goes to make calls and to, you know what I mean? That that get organized. We you know, we're, we're working on our proposals still. That's not anything anywhere in the near book. But because we are a Kiowa chapter, we would obviously like a place, you know, and. Kiowa complex or Kiowa somewhere near you know one of our facilities because of that fact we are a Kiowa chapter and to for our Kiowa families to be able to to go freely something I wonder and it, it it's it's almost incomprehensible when you sit down and really think about it but and and you 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 have just organized how many cases do you have to date just in your chapter that that you've become aware of just since you started putting this out. Go ahead. There's been so many given to us, and and, and a lot of them aren't Kiowa tribal members, but they have Kiowa blood or Kiowa families, and you know we're we're going to include them it within our own group, but we will be creating a database for our Kiowa tribal members as well. You know, I'd like to add that Native American and Alaskan Natives, Native women are 2.8 times more likely to be murdered than any other race. This is a necessity. And it's not for show. It's not for Amanda, I, or or Thomas. It's not for, it's not for us. It's for the families and for the, the memories of these people that, we don't want them to be forgotten. They've already been forgotten long enough. It's it's over. And if we can do anything, this is something that I want to do because I could have been one of those people had this group existed five years ago. I would have been, my face would have been on a flyer. But thank God that's not. And I'm here and I'm here for a reason. And to me, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And we we're just here to help. That's it. Plain and simple. I th- Ed, but do we have a number? Do you know how many uh, have contacted you to, to there's date? Too, there's honestly too many uh, wow. from, from private text messages, from our Facebook messenger, uh, from from word of mouth, people calling, people reaching out to family members that know me. I mean, it, it's it's been it's been overwhelming. I've I've had to sit my phone my my husband has had to take my phone away from me a couple of times just to let me relax and breathe because it gets overwhelming you know spiritually when you look at things you know I, that's how I do I view everything that way and 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 it's it's heartbreaking at times when you hear these stories I put one call out for people to send us their stories so that we could do uh, uh I still have a story to t- story to tell section over their family member and I mean they were coming from all over stories I haven't read stories I haven't seen I have over 17 screenshots that wow. I took from my messenger that I was attempting to go through earlier, but there's just no way I could mention them all without leaving somebody out. And so will you at some point have a website that you can, that people can submit things to and that where you can put all of the cases that you, that you organize there? Well, most of the chapters do their own chapter uh, Facebook page database, and they call it, you know, their database. So basically, we're going to do the same thing. That way, of course, we'll be keeping our own records electronically and, you know, as well as we go. So it's going to be overwhelming. Keep us in prayer. Keep us in your thoughts just for the strength to be able to continue because it it gets to you. And and that's one of the things that I, th- I think that especially with – 
volunteers doing things like this, you really have to be mentally prepared for it. Not just the physical part of going door to door and asking these questions, but having that that mental strength to be able to deal with these things and and to consider that that could have been me that could that can be me at any point exactly and and that's what i was telling you like whenever we were hitting the ground yesterday with these flyers and talking to these different you know individuals and it's it, it was it really hit home because you know the, like i was saying that, that could have been you and if and if it is you would hope that somebody's out there with these all these efforts and asking these questions yeah and i wouldn't care who it is some i don't i wouldn't care who it is i don't care if it was a stranger i'd want somebody to look for me too and so let's talk about how uh let's let's again talk about how to contact you if somebody wants to volunteer um you can go on facebook to mmip kiowa chapter and you can follow them there or you can email mmip.kiowa.chapter at gmail.com is that right I get it right? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I get that right. I so very rarely do. Okay. Um, so let's talk about some of the, you talked about Lena Bohe. Are there other cases that you're going to start highlighting? Are you going to start trying to highlight one case a month? Or how are you going to start getting the publicity out for these other cases? In the beginning, it was once a week. And then, like I said, there was so many responses from it. I think after Monday, I'm going just daily. I'm going to try because it's a lot of work because the the information comes in from all directions, and it, you know it's it's hard to put all together at once. But as much as we can do, I'm going to with what I have right now. I, I'll tell you, I there's at least three weeks, possibly four weeks already already in. So it's the the response from it has been amazing, which lets me know people want to do that. People want to remember them. We want to put the stories out there, but we also want to put correct information out there. And so that's something also that we're checking as come in. You know, we're trying to convey their story in the most accurate way possible. Let's talk about that misinformation. How (laughs) there's so much of it out there anyway. How are you? How are you sifting through that information? Are you calling the families or are you looking at old reports or how is, you know what I mean? How are you, how are you making sure that the information that you're giving out is the most accurate? Of course, I mean, you're, you're most, uh, you're going to want to talk to the family if you're going to want your accurate information. So in the best case scenario, you're talking to the family members. Otherwise you're accessing, you know, public records and things of that nature just to kind of not not fact check a story, but you know, just to make sure we're giving the correct information. And so let's um, talk about where you're going to. Are y'all going to start meeting? Yeah, we, uh, we've discussed that. We got a. Well, we've been staying in contact with each other, you know, through our phones and whatnot. But eventually, when we're able to, and when we get more people involved, definitely we having. Uh, meetings when COVID's clear. And so let's talk about uh, what y'all did yesterday with, uh, was that, now was that with the Southwest chapter where y'all went and did like y'all knock doors and, and things like that? Like how does, how does a day like that start? How do these volunteer like door knocking events start? You meet someplace and, and how do you divide up those responsibilities and those like, you know what I mean? Like the groundwork, how do you divide that up? Usually, if it's a if it's a an intense search, 
there will be more of that, more who's doing what and this and more planning going into it. This was more or less, nobody still has heard any information from her to our knowledge. Uh, there was a family member that reached out and said that they still haven't heard from her. So the Southwest chapter took upon themselves to go ahead and do a little groundwork uh, in Lawton, which is the area where the, that they're from. And now there's been reports. We we got a lot of information yesterday. That information went to the proper people, and they're handling things from there. But it's it was basically just about six, seven of us and storefronts, uh, people in the parking lot. And believe it or not, we got stopped by several people who knew her, who knew who she was. We're requesting flyers to take wow. with them. I mean, it was it really was kind of interesting uh turn of events whenever they were asking for our flyers in general but they it was basically like a stalled out case you know i mean it's an active case still still missing but no one had really heard any information in a while and it was just basically we were trying to stir up and seeing if anybody serve any leads what we could and so you know there was some known areas where you know she was known to to hang out and so we went around on foot and and tried our best to you know, ask the locals, and we got some pretty good leads, and like that was my first time on the ground and really experiencing, and I, I can see the necessity for it because if, if there's not very many motivated individuals on a case, I mean, you're not gonna get that kind of response on on each missing and murdered you know case. There's not gonna be six or seven officers out there patrolling an area asking questions. I mean, so it it was fruitful. I, I feel like we asked more questions than the police did because we were able to get way more information within 30 minutes than information that was told or that, you know, we knew of. We wouldn't have even businesses that would say that to us. Like, I'm not supposed to give you this information, but I know y'all. And, and they were trying to kind of on the slide help us locate her. I mean, like maybe having they information. They were concerned themselves. Why wouldn't they want why why would there be an issue of them giving you information like that though? That's the, I, and of course of course we have to be at the end of our 30 minutes but we are going to continue this conversation and we'll have these ladies in studio again to to continue to talk about this and why and we do have to bridge the gap with law enforcement but first law enforcement has to be concerned enough to ask the right questions and to respond in an appropriate manner and to do the work and you know the volunteers the volunteers are there to help and to bolster that but in the end law enforcement really has to perform their due diligence in those first few hours of these people being reported missing and take it seriously right off the bat take it seriously hey if they get found crashing on somebody's couch great yes. but if they haven't been seen in three days I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, so um, one more time, let's talk. Uh, we're talking to uh, Fonsa Toke and Amanda Hill, and they are the organizers of the Mercer Murdered and Missing Indigenous Peoples Kiowa chapter. And uh, you can get a hold of them through their Facebook, or you can email 
mmip.kiowa.chapter at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, make sure that you get a hold of them, especially if you have any questions regarding um, how to submit flyers. I mean, how, how does that work? Do they just give you flyers? Do they just submit stories? How, what is the best way? What's going to be the most efficient way for you guys to get that information so you can, you know what I mean, so you can do what you do in the most efficient manner? They can send it however they want. And then from there, it goes to the big group with everybody. And then the breakdown's made. And then that information goes to the correct people. And if, if a flyer needs to be made, then we can do that as well. And so how, um, one other thing, how does, um, how often will you hand out flyers? Like, is that going to be, it's like, I mean, I know that you're saying you're releasing these names on a daily basis, but how often will it like a new flyer be released? Do y'all have any kind of, do, are y'all, are y'all to where y'all are going to do that yet? Or is, is that something that's still in the planning phases? The, the flyers and the groundwork for, on that area are more along the lines of like active cases, things that are kind of current, things that are going on right now. Like that's the footwork we're, we're getting out there, just like you were talking about within that first 48. The, we're trying to get the crucial hours, trying to, trying to get the, the word spread that, that the person is missing and or in danger. But as far as other unsolved cases and, and you know, whatnot stories, we haven't discussed that just yet. But there will be a time, just like I said, like we're in the works of our, our memorial sites, our memorial walks, things like that, where we will be announcing and we will be discussing those, those cases and those people and those stories. And so the main thing, folks, is when you do submit information, please submit as accurate of information as you can. Um, it is a daunting task to even uh, begin to start helping these families. So it's going to be really important that the information that you submit to uh, MMIP Kiowa chapter is as accurate as, as it can be. And uh, if you want more information, you can, of course, contact them through their Facebook page at MMIP Kiowa chapter. And if you miss any of the information that we talked about today on this episode all you have to do is go to wherever you get your podcast or you can go to the talk jive homepage and click the podcast tab i'm kelly j lewis with fawn satoke and amanda hill thomas where the third is here but he didn't get to get to get a word in edgewise this time so i'm I'm just kicking back listen (laughs) and you know what we need more support like that from our men so thank you very much thanks again folks and uh, don't forget catch up with us wherever you get your podcasts we're indigenous we're independent and we are talk jive radio